I'm Alex. And I'm Kelly. And welcome to the LitJoy podcast. This episode is brought to you by LitJoy Crates Holiday Events. All through November, December, readers can shop new gifts for readers in their life or for yourself and can shop special sales events. The holiday season is literally our favorite time of year at LitJoy. Myself and Kelly work with our team year-round to bring to life the perfect gifts for readers. If you're a fan of Sarah J. Moss, we have lots of items available, but new this season is the Throne of Glass Key. For classic book lovers, we've released the LitJoy edition of A Christmas Carol, and there's a darling door knocker ornament that can correlate with it. And perhaps the thing that we're most excited about is our paper art edition of Alice in Wonderland. There will be special discounts happening throughout the month of November and December, so please keep checking back in. If you're a listener tuning in when it's not the holiday season, don't worry, we've got you covered. You can use the code PODCAST10, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0, at litjoycrate.com slash podcast anytime for 10% off. So PODCAST10 is a 10% off discount that doesn't expire, and the way to navigate to our website is litjoycrate.com slash podcast, L-I-T-J-O-Y-C-R-A-T-E dot com slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's where you can find everything we talk about on the podcast as far as products and sales events go. And of course, all of this info will be in the show notes. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. It's so nice to meet you in person. Yes. We're already besties, but now we're like in-person besties. Heck yeah. And there's a difference. Yeah. (laughs) It's like next Mm -hmm. level. Yeah, I like it. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I know. So um, we found you about um, two years ago during COVID. It's kind of, I feel like, when your Instagram took off. Yes. And maybe tell us a little bit about your Instagram, about uh, kind of how that came about and kind of what you do there. I didn't start out with a spicy bookstagram as like the end goal. I had had a public Instagram and I would do like hair tutorials, beauty tutorials. And then during the lockdowns, I was so bored. And so I started reading more and then I started posting about books I read. And then it kind of just zoomed off from there. And now I have a really cool little community of readers that are like all my besties which is really fun oh yeah well I'm like we considered ourselves one of those yes and sent your videos back and forth so I'm like Kelly which one was your favorite I'm like there's been a couple that are my favorites that I've gone back to yeah I'd like to actually hear a little bit more about how you came up with your I would say viral series yes Uh, and I'll let you discuss it and tell us all about that and how it began it is a g-spot series Mm -hmm. where i go through book characters or movie characters and decide if these male characters could find the Mm g-spot i love it (laughs) and i don't okay there was a smasher pass viral thing where people would put you know the filters that would pop up a Disney character and they would say smash your path and I never agreed with any of them and so I was like no I have to do my own because I need to speak my truth about (laughs) my opinions because they're different and then they just started getting shared and it kind of just took off and now I will meet people and they'll be like do you have an Instagram and I'm like yeah (laughs) like 
the G-spot ones. I'm like, now, now I'm like known as like the G-spot girl, but I feel like there's worse things to be known as. So I'm okay with that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did that series come about during COVID? That's when you were I, like, or the before even? I think it was maybe after. After? Okay, I swear it was during there that we were like, wait, what is maybe this? It was. I genuinely don't know what day it is. So it for sure <laughs> could have been before. It, around that time yeah. for sure. Yeah, I just I think it was towards the end of COVID. That's when we started passing your videos back and forth because we were dying because they were all based on literary characters. A lot of them. Yes. Not all. Yes. Um, Because you've definitely broadened your, you know. Yeah. Who you incorporate into those. Yes. I I think the last one was cereal box box characters. That was one of my favorites. That was so random, too. But people kept saying, like, we need the cereal, the cereal characters. And I'm like, okay, you're all they're like. Half of them are like animated, right? No, they all are. They're like yeah, a lot of them are. Well, so, yeah, like, some get, of them aren't even. Well, anyways. Oh no, I was like, I get the Tony the Tiger one. Sure. I was like, I was like, you're yeah. like, you'd have a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> so enthusiastic that the praise, <laughs> the praise, yeah, go love girl that. for his partners. Yeah, so sweet. Great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I know uh, the serial one got me. I sent that over to Kelly a few times and we keep laughing about it. It's um, so weird. It's such a weird thing that I do, but it's fun. So. It's not weird. It totally makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, there's a reason it goes yeah. viral because I think people relate to it so much and it like destigmatizes talking about yeah. kind of just like sex and books in general yeah. and characters. And yes. so... Well, and with like Lord of the Rings, there was like some really intense debates going on. I'm oh. like, I just love that people oh, yeah. are talking about this. Yes. That was when I sent to a f- several friends and they definitely had feelings about it. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of feelings around like the Harry Potter, Lord yeah. of the Rings. And yeah. you done, just did Twilight recently. Yes. How's that one been going? Feelings? Everyone's just like, I feel agree. like it's either like, yes, I agree with everything or like, you're so wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, these aren't real people. <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of just like a fun thing, but people get very animated and. Well, people care. People care so much about book characters. Yes. Yes. They feel like it's an extension of their life. They go into these stories and then they create these whole, like you're co-creating with an author when you read a book. Well, it becomes like this intense fandom where a lot of the times these book characters become these people's personalities. Like they're Mm -hmm. obsessed with it. It's the same as sport fans or, but it's book characters and people get very sensitive with their people, you know, who they, Mm -hmm. which team they're on. If it's Jacob or Edward or, you know, they get (laughs) animated about it. Oh, totally. Which I like. It's funny. Well, I mean, and obviously because it's become so popular and um, people get so invested. Like, you know, yeah. you've struck a chord with yes. people that yeah. they care about books. Yes. I mean, Kelly and I, every time we explain our company to someone, they're like, oh, that's so cute that you read. And I was like, oh, they don't get it. They don't get that. No. It is like sports teams yes. where people, they are so in love with these characters. It's a cute little hobby. Like, yeah. No, it is my soul. <laughs> this is everything to me. It you know, a passion. True. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the community so much is because it is so passion filled yes. with all different genres their characters um the ones they rec- the books they recommend um and so i think that is what you've stumbled into right when you started just because you were bored as you said yeah. with your instagram yeah. and talking about like you know can this character find the g spot but i i'm sure you quickly found that you have this community instantly drawn to yes. you right um so i'd love to ask 
you know, as you kind of dipped into that, you know, the bookish world, it seems like it's a lot of the romance, which we love. Always. Um, have you started to feel like you're drawn to almost like a certain message you want to share? Or are you finding a message that you're like feeling passionate about that just kind of came about? I've known I 100% only read romance books. When I try to read something else, I'm like, but why aren't but they why? love? Or like, why <laughs> isn't there like pining in law. I just don't want to read it if it's not a romance book. And when you're in the romance genre, the spicy smutty books are a big part of it. Yeah. And having especially living in a conservative area where there's so much like stigma and shame around it, I feel like even having a conversation with a friend about a book. It opens up that line of communication to have conversations with friends about sexual things that they mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have before. And it seems like such a silly, trivial thing. But a lot of times this is like changing people's lives. Yeah. Which is so dramatic when you say it, but it's true. Like when, you know, they've never talked about anything. or I didn't know that it was supposed to be like this or because they've never talked about it. There's yep. always been a about it and so even just being like hey did you read this book oh for sure did you see that chapter you know to have <laughs> that like open line of communication is beneficial I know I love that you said that because um Kelly and I definitely both grew up in kind of conservative communities mm -hmm. and um one thing I found actually is when I'm trying to connect whether it's like mom's on a football my son's football team yeah. or if it's like um someone in line at the grocery store that I see like picking out a book or something yes. like that I'll always kind of be like oh have you read like xyz or I'll be you can tell so much about a person when you figure out what books they read yes and then you can also kind of introduce them and I find that I I introduce them to like spice level one romance books yes if they're not readers because I feel like it's such a good place to get people kind of addicted to the feeling of reading. Yes. When they're like, oh, I don't read. I'm all, well, have you read like obviously like Sarah J. Moss or something mm -hmm. where I'm like, it's got an addictive quality to it yeah. in that you feel totally immersed. And so it's like, you know, it's such a great genre to get people talking about books. Mm -hmm. And then it opens up you know, I swear, like our social media, our like our phones know we're reading. They're like, "Hey, you haven't been on me for a very long time," and then they start feeding you like, "Yes, Bookstagram and Book Talk." Yes, and so then you like become a part of yes. it. Yes, is there? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just I feel like it it becomes this fun little club when you meet someone like you said at a like a sport game for your kids, and they're reading a book, and you're like, "Hey, have you read?" And then it you automatically are like a we're in a club together no okay. matter what like we are in this very tight community of readers and it gives you like a automatic friends yeah which is really fun oh yeah really fun I've even just worn a shirt that's like ask me what I'm reading or just like I love books like just yeah. simple mm -hmm. I I think I wore it to Costco like a month ago something about reading and I think I had three different people stop me just because they wanted to talk books. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm in the milk aisle. I'm freezing. Can we go out here and talk? Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it is interesting because people are so like desperate to connect um, yes. about those characters and those books. And that's mm -hmm. why I love the community. And with romance specifically, um, 
I always call it human catnip because those books are, like we talked about, so addictive because they kind of hit certain notes that uh, follow like the same kind of tropes, but I don't care. I'm I'm there for it because it has, you know, it's going to end well. Like mm-hmm. every romance that's typically, right? I yeah. don't think I've read one where it doesn't end well. The characters are going to have... Uh, some those sort of moments, happily ever after. yeah. That, so you kind of just know what you're getting into, and it's going to be a feel good to some degree, yeah. and then yeah, you can go up on the spice level depending yes. on your preference. One escapism too. It's yes to be sitting at home all day long with your kids, or you're like in this doldrum of life to have that escapism, especially with fantasy or romance, when it's it's a form of escapism that is really important to people who have started and kind of rely on that to oh yeah enjoy their lives <laughs> well <laughs> i know and the thing that's so interesting about books is cuz i feel like people think that readers just they're these hermits who yeah. don't ha- talk talk to anyone and they mm-hmm. just like are kind of in their little like reading cave yeah. but the conversations Especially now with social media and things like that. The conversations are there and the community is so passionate, as you've mentioned. And so I feel like in romance, it brings up topics where it takes away that taboo. Yep. And so you, I mean, every genre people are passionate about. Like we mentioned Lord of the Rings. People make that their personality and they're obsessed. Yeah. But also um, that romance element, I think, is such a human element and how people connect. Yes. Like people want to talk about their sex lives, but don't know how to talk about it. And because there's not a lot of opportunity and it's seen as so inappropriate. Right. But that's difficult because it's such an important part of having a healthy adult life. Yes. And so if you don't talk about your sex life or you don't have anyone to turn to, Mm -hmm. it can be an unhealthy part of your life, too. Yep. And so I love that about romance novels is if you know someone else read it, you know that yeah. they have, you have a context, a place to start yeah. to have that conversation. Well, and even going further than that, when, especially for us, grow, you know, growing up in a more conservative area, that taboo shame mm-hmm. kicks in and they don't feel comfortable to Google kinks. Yeah. Right. But if you're reading it in a book and it comes up and you're like, oh, I, I think I like that. Yeah. Or the op- I don't I don't think I like that. It's an easy way to learn and to explore without having personal ties into it. It's just mm-hmm. like a like a magazine of like, oh, I like that. Oh, I don't like that. And so it's a really good place for people who are uncomfortable getting into conversations like that to kind of learn a little. Well, yeah, it's just um it's a it's a way to learn about yourself. Yes. Yep. And that's so interesting that you brought that up because I feel like oftentimes like a big red flag is when someone doesn't want you to learn about yourself. Yes. And to not know yourself. Yep. And so I love that, um, you know, those conversations are happening around books and that people can empower themselves mm-hmm. by knowing what they do want and what they yep. don't. And in a safe space. Oh, yeah. Right. Because they're not doing it. They're not. But they're just reading about other people doing it. Okay, that feels a little bit safer than Googling choking. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or something that's like a little bit more like you don't feel as shameful reading it in a book as opposed to trying to learn on your own. I wasn't raised in a conservative household and 
living here where other people were, it was so different because my my parents had always said that it was sex was like powerful. It was never mm. bad. It was never naughty. It was never anything to put shame around. It was just like a normal human thing, but it was powerful. So yeah. it was something to be respected and to grow up having that respect for it and knowing that it's just this powerful thing, not that it had any bad context with it, that it was never going to make me a bad person. It was never, there was never any shame mm -hmm. growing up. And I think now me being so open about it and I'll talk to anyone, I'll talk to the butcher about anything, <laughs> you know? And, but I think it was how I was raised and I'm aware that other people weren't raised that same way. And they have those hangups and that underlying shame. And I hate that. And so if I can talk about Tony the Tiger getting it, I want to, to start <laughs> those conversations and to start communication. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a desensitization to yeah. like the, the taboo around it because yeah. girlfriends will send it back and forth or yeah. like you'll send it to your friends and, and it kind of just desensitizes you to all of that, that shame that yes. is thrown out there. Yeah. That. So yep. it's really, I mean, do you have a, a personal favorite in your G-Spot series? I'm sorry. I put you on the spot with that know. question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like my favorite things have been the ones that are super controversial. That yeah. people are like, why would you say that? Or like, that is so <laughs> wrong. And I'm just like, is it? Is it? Is me talking about this cartoon character? Am I hurting his feelings? <laughs> you know, like I'm not, it's not hurting anyone. And yeah. it's not, it's just like a fun thing. But people get so angry that a woman has the audacity to talk out loud about a normal human adult thing. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'll do it all day. Uh, isn't that crazy? Scared. Like the day and time that we're in. Yeah. That just what you said is so powerful because, you know, we're here we are in 2023. And just as a woman speaking about sexuality, yes. it's it is still very a rough world out there to be doing that, to yes. be speaking up about oh, that. Yeah. But it is so important. And, you know, a lot of what you guys are talking about 100% resonates with me. Um, you know, we talked about the culture that we live in, yeah. the religion uh, that, you know, I grew up in that, you know, I'm not in anymore, but it made such an impact um, in my subconscious even. Like, it is deep. Yeah. Like, I thought I was great. I was fine. And then things are popping up from teachings that I've had my whole life mm -hmm. as a kid. And so much of it 100% stems around how I feel about myself in a sexual way, even talking about sex. What do I like? What I don't like? Yeah. No clue. Right. Like, and here I am, I'm 40 figuring this out now. Yeah. And honestly, after, you know, I did the traditional, like go through some therapy, talk through some things. Um, my own personal therapy was this year I started reading romance, yeah. exactly what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And it has been such a gift to be able to pick up a book, exactly what you were saying, mm -hmm. And different spice levels, read the different types of genres or tropes or kinks, whatever. And in a very safe way, what it feels like, um, be able to, you know, preview different types and exactly like, okay, this one's not resonating with me. Yeah. Maybe I never will, maybe later, but that's not my thing. Or, mm -hmm. hey, this one is doing things to me. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, what is this? I never mm -hmm. even thought about it, you know? And especially like you were saying, talking about these things even in a relationship can be um, quite combative just by nature because I think we naturally want to 
almost like we'll get defensive, you know, someone's taking it personally or someone's like, wait, what do you want? Like the judgment can set in. And it is such a topic that you have to kind of just have an open heart, go into those topics. And so I just loved that. I was like, this is all me. This is my choice. I get to read whatever and decide for myself. And I'm like, I am a 40 year old woman and I'm just figuring this out. And that, that has blown my mind that romance can be that powerful yes. in that way. So men and women are legitimately hardwired differently. So yeah. we are not just physical beings, more so like men are. Our brains are completely tied. This is tied to this. Absolutely. That's just how it is. There is a book called Come As You Are. Oh, yeah. Have you guys read that? I don't know oh, yes. the author. Yes. I should have looked. Her whole book is about how women are just wired differently, how the emotional, mental, physical are one. Mm-hmm. So having that safe space to talk to your partner, yeah. to hop into things with a safe, easy spot is everything. Because yeah. women need that. Yeah. We can't, we're not, we don't just wake up rearing to go. We're just, we're not. Not on the daily. No. (laughs) No, like, yeah. Like, we're not. I know. Literally, we are not built that way. Yeah. Well, and um, in in Come As You Are, that book, um, she gives you some tools like brakes and accelerators Mm -hmm. and like what what's a brake, what's an accelerator. And some people have like really hard brakes or really soft brakes, but like difficult accelerators. And she gives you some tools that I think are Mm -hmm. just really powerful. Um, and one thing I love that she said in there, she did talk about romance novels specifically or talked about uh, kind of romance genres. Mm-hmm. And she said that um, as part of learning about your sexuality or being a sexual being independent of everybody else mm-hmm. and owning your own sexuality, it, she talks about how um, you need – like something in a book might be like an accelerator for you, but you don't want to do it in real life. Yeah. Right. Like you might read a book with Mm -hmm. like two gay characters and you're like, I am firmly heterosexual. I I think that's what I am. But it's Mm -hmm. it's like an accelerator for them. Um, And talking about just like removing shame around that, because uh, I think that's an interesting thing in romance novels is you don't always you don't want to do the things in the book that are working for you always. But it's removing the shame around it working for you mentally. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. and then you can have this physical well, think experience. Think about every like morally gray character. Oh yeah, you're like, everyone's favorite, and you're true. kind of like probably not in yeah. real life. Well, then if you like dabble into the dark romance too. Oh yeah, I would never. That I is like what? But in a book, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're okay. like, oh hey, Wait, I, you just, all, I own you, and you're all <laughs> no. In real life. Okay. You know, in a a book, you're like, that's kind of hot. But then if my husband ever like cut someone's tongue out for looking at me, I'd be like, jail. But in a book, I'm like, hey, hey, you know? Absolutely. So I get that too. Like there's, it's a good way to explore things. And that Come As You Are book, I, my takeaway, she, there was like a scientific experiment and they had, this is not, I was a long time ago that I read this. This is the basis of it. 50 women. They gave placebo pills and said, this is female Viagra. This is going to make you mentally, emotionally, physically ready to go. They were placebo pills. And majority of the women came back and said, that just changed my life. Because we are so mentally, if someone tells you this magic pill is going to change your life, it's going to make you 
a sassy sexual diva and you're like, okay. And then you yeah. turn into one because your brain is telling you that you are. Yeah. So that well, it gives you permission. Yeah. 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 Yes. Cool. Yeah. I loved that book. That I feel like you should have to read that to get married. I yeah. absolutely agree. To like get your marriage license, you should have to like read that. Let's see. We read it like it was like four years ago. Yeah, we did a book club for it at my house. We did a book club. And I decorated it. At, you know, have you ever seen the movie Patch Adams where like he welcomes the OBs to like the conference through like two legs coming out of a door. So it looks like they're entering a vagina. Yeah. I, did. I, <laughs> I was like, hmm, how can I incorporate that? So I did like streamers and like a little balloon at the top and it said, well, come. <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> I wanted to immediately when women came to the book club, we wanted to make them feel immediately in a safe space mm-hmm. to talk about things that just you don't feel safe talking about all when the time. adding humor in. Yeah. Well, you have to because even when you're having a sexual experience, I think humor is a really powerful tool. Yeah. Because n- not everything goes according to plan. Yeah. And so there's like a lightheartedness and, and also kind of like a shared vulnerability that everybody has this, you know, well, most people, not yeah. everyone, but most people have this sexual exploration awkwardness, right? right? And so, yeah, I, it's a powerful book club. It was. Because um, so I read it before the book club and then read it again for the book club. And it was fantastic both times because you get something new out of it every time you yeah. read it, I think. And I would agree. I'm like, I wish I'd had that um, oh, before yeah. I got married. Yes. 100%. And I don't, I'm probably the exception here in this that I, I really cried in that book several times. Because I 100% identified, because she mentions this how many times? You are not broken. She says that multiple times because women are almost trained in so many ways. It's so subconscious. It's it's built into society and everything we read and see that it's usually the woman's fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sexually, whatever's happening. It's like, man's good. What's your deal? You know? And so when she mentioned that throughout the book multiple times about like, you're not broken. Everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Different parts, you know, rearranged or how would it? Like, yeah, it's like everyone has the same, same part. parts, different arrangement or something to that effect. Oh, she had like yeah. a tagline. Oh, we'll put it's it so in the good. show notes. Yes. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Great book. It really is. And and it was fascinating because we did a book club in um, our book club that we run. And it, it we had probably the highest attendance we've almost ever had at mm-hmm. that book club in a very religious, you know, community yeah. Um because I think it's exactly what we're talking about. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. it's And they want to. They, they everyone. want to. And so it was great because we just did anonymous questions. So we just read them and answer, you know, as we wanted to. And it was just incredible. I think a lot of people got so much yeah. good out of it. And, you know, I think everyone there is literally like, am I normal? Is this normal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, is everyone doing these things? Are we talking about things? And I was like, oh, man, that was my first spark of like, this needs to be happening yeah. way more. Mm-hmm. enter like romance okay yeah. and book talk so that combination has been absolutely fascinating to watch because um so book talk you know is hashtag on tiktok for people who are just very much in the book realm there's spicy talk i believe mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different hashtags you can follow but um book talk has so much power right now it is reviving so many books or giving um so much power to books that are coming out. And I love it because a lot of it is in the romance genre. Yeah. And romance has been around obviously forever. Like I remember my mom, Fabio. I caught, yeah, it was like the, the covers, right? With Fabio. Oh yeah, the grocery yeah. store, like Harlequin like, romance. I remember yes. I caught one, I think in my mom's 
dresser drawer once and I was just like ooh who's this man and, you know like <laughs> and he's like he's like on a horse they're always like flowing. something's always going yeah and so there's always a beach in the background you're like how <laughs> or there's or a castle Scotland yeah castle yeah. and yes. it's just so interesting to see how it's all shifted grown. and grown because um in the last 10 years I think specifically it has absolutely blown up and everything is, is starting to move into a very different positive direction yeah. yes and the stigma around just what, you know, people reading romance 20 years ago is very different. Yeah. There's still, I think, a stigma. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, um, just about the genre in general. Um, and kind of like the evolution. Yeah. I feel like it goes back to um, it being a taboo topic and having people, even Bridgerton coming out. Those yeah. Bridgerton books have been out for a really long time. Oh, yeah. But. I know a ton of people who Fifty Shades, I feel like, was everyone's kind of like, they, not everyone. A lot of people tapped their toe in with Fifty Shades. They had read Harry Potter, Hunger Games, Fifty Shades. And so it went Hunger Games, Twilight, 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 Fifty Shades. And Fifty Shades is Twilight fanfic. Yes. Just like I was. That's why Anastasia and Bella are so similar. Yeah. Oh, 100%. They literally was fanfic. But that happened and people were like, I loved Bridgerton. There was like romance and then a little bit of spice. So then it more people were talking about it. Bridgerton blew up. Okay, I'll start reading. Well, have you read this one? And then it kind of is just this snowball effect of I enjoyed that. That was really fun. I learned a lot. It was in this form of escapism. And I feel like it being it more mainstream happens when it just is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like Bridgerton mm-hmm. started and then, well, obviously Fifty Shades, but Fifty Shades was naughty. Yeah. Like it came out and people are like, I'm not reading that. Oh, yeah. Clutching their pearls, you know. Yeah, but, I, sure. but I feel like Bridgerton was a. They're like, because it takes place in like Bath in, in the 1800s. In Regency, yeah. all, it was fine. It's it, I'm learning. Learn, I'm reading it for historical purposes. One hundred. <laughs> but when people, you know, you couldn't just pull out your Fifty Shades at a PTA meeting. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah. But, if, but Bridgerton, I feel like really was a big deal in oh, yeah. the book world. I feel like it opened up a lot of people's minds. And then book talk started rolling with the edits. And then, oh, have you read this? And I feel like it kind of zoomed since then. Oh, yeah. Which I love. It's so fascinating because, uh, you know, I think everyone's heard of this book, at least if you're on book talk in general. But like the Ice Barbarians series. Yes. <laughs> I, I was yes. I was fascinated to learn that because I thought it was a new series. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, no, there's like 20 plus books yeah. in this series. It's a world. Uh, yeah. And it's been out for like nine or 10 years yeah. or something. But Book Talk picked it up yep. and it just went viral. Yeah. And now everyone has had some, you know, you may not have read it, but you've heard of yes. it. You've seen if a cover. Book Talk picks up your book. I'm like, you're oh, you're good. Well, you're that was like Colleen Hoover's. I mean, we've read yeah. Colleen Hoover golf for like 15 years yeah. yeah, for a really long time but she was kind of a small author even when we met her like five years ago at, at book con she was yeah. not as well known and I feel like she's one of those authors that as an example of what you said where you know a couple of her things it ends with us I think kind of blew made, up, blew up. Yeah. and then it, when it becomes a trend on these social media platforms more people want to talk about yeah. it because it's trending. And but so also, people don't want to be left out. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if they're sitting at a girl's night and they're all talking about it ends with us and they're like, well, who is Atlas? 
Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'm going to go home and read it. And so for authors, it's the best free advertising there is. If you can get like a book talk group to yeah. talk about you, you're golden. Yeah. It's just like this epic spider web. I love it. But it's important too to have... And I feel like the negative and the positive positive reviews too. Sometimes there'll be a negative review about a book, and I'm like, oh, now I want to read it. Yeah, you're like, I want to oh, see yeah. what all the hype is yeah. about. Yeah, so even if it's this? good, positive or negative, you don't know if someone's going to be like, they're blue aliens I that know. are freaky, and someone's like, I want to know about blue aliens that are freaky. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> so even if it's negative or positive, just having people talk about it yeah. is huge. I mean, I got on board because I kept hearing about it and yeah. seeing it. And I was like, what is the, what are these freaky aliens? Why is this a big deal? And then you yeah. listen to it and you're like, okay. Oh, I get it. I get it. I, get it. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the tail either. I could work with that. You know, yeah. like you got to just, it just becomes a fun thing. When, back to the taboo thing to read it as a joke. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like oh, yeah. all your friends, you know, I'm going to read this seven foot alien with a third leg i'm gonna read about that because that's funny i want to talk about it with my friends as a joke same thing where it's like i'm not doing this for to turn me on i'm doing it like for fun oh yeah however it could do both and that's okay yeah but when people have that shame and stigma around it even if it's like a weird trending book about big blue aliens Mm -hmm. it's creating conversations absolutely which is cool and important for sure. We're all, yes, on the aliens. Yeah. It's, We're I, all thinking about it. I'm like, I got, about I was like, <laughs> there's so many interesting genres within yeah. romance that yeah. I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this makes sense, though, that you can yeah. get outside of just humans. Well, I mean, yeah. I think kind of to go on that same note, yeah. I remember just like reading my first Nora Roberts and being like, because hers are always kind of like a mini murder mystery with romance yeah. and it's always in like Nantucket. And in or like or yeah, like Nicholas Sparks. So like you gotta have those like mainstream kind of stories, and that's all you really hear about. And and I think with traditional publishing, they kind of they promote the books they know that are always gonna sell, where the author's name is huge on the on the cover. It doesn't matter what it's about, the name sells it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's been a huge shift in romance publishing in general. It's just it's actually word of the people, like what people are, are loving. And um I didn't even know there were subgenres in romance until like the last three years because I would always kind of just do the typical like, you know, I'd read the fantasy novel that's a little spicier or but it's been it's been a fun adventure like the cozy coffee shop kind of like romances. But they're both but they're both like monsters, literally (laughs) like in like a monster world. Yep. And like what is it? Lattes and there's a couple of cute ones that are like that. But um, the subgenres that I didn't realize was like worked for me was romance, like hockey romance. I was like, apparently I have like feelings about hockey. I've never watched hockey. I don't like hockey and hockey romances are one of my favorite. Books. Right. They're the I, best. I did, okay. <laughs> They're so good. I was like, I've always, it's fine. But yeah. So I did a live with Monty J. She's a romance author and she wrote a hockey series and I mentioned like I don't even like hockey and she's like well hockey are bad boys Uh and I was like whoa hockey (laughs) hockey are the bad boys so Uh. if you are in they're fighting on the ice they're they're bad boys so normally people who like hockey like the bad boys and it totally like ding oh like I get it now have you been to a hockey game no it's really 
kind of no, the most okay so like hockey but i read a hockey book a month i know you're like Easily. A, it's like a palate <laughs> cleanser yeah um no so hockey is i'm not gonna go down like a whole hockey rabbit hole but i've been to exactly two hockey games and they literally are like it's like football but on ice with knives on their feet and they just beat the crap out of each but other it's almost like allowed and like no encouraged. it's like encouraged it's it is crazy. everyone cheers for tapping and yeah. the refs are like okay we got to meet our quota of like two dudes getting in a fight at least four times like and only three dudes are bleeding and Let's you get away out y'all get a little <laughs> more rough like what i know i know it's so true and you get to wear like huge sweaters and jackets to stay warm <laughs> yeah. so you're like comfortable oh, and yeah. you're just like settling in and you're just gonna watch them beat the crap out of each yeah. other and they're all in incredible shape. Yeah. It's just a lovely display like the, of masculinity. Yeah, I was just like, this is working. <laughs> yeah, but they're manly, right? Oh, yeah. Like hockey players. I'm probably going to ruffle feathers with this. Okay. okay. Soccer <laughs> players. Mm-hmm. David Beckham. Okay, sure. A hockey player. He is just like textbook mm-hmm. toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, like rough. <laughs> like he will throw down for you. He could probably run faster. Sure. But this guy is like the bad boy. So, and I didn't know I was even into that. But then you read these books and you're like learning things about yourself. Like, oh, I maybe I do like a a little rough man. I don't know. But you <laughs> yeah, don't know. Until you, your mind and, immediately yeah. equates it to like, okay, this guy could literally throw me over his shoulder, throw me onto the bed. Protect. You know, protect me. Yeah. Keep me safe. Yes. But also. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's why hockey's so big is because they're like the bad boys like i didn't know how big it was no i didn't either until and then you start reading them yeah and then you're like oh you go to barnes and noble there's literally entire shelves of just hockey romance and i'm all okay and i I remember making fun of it for a minute being like why is this a thing you read one and you're like never mind (laughs) got it (laughs) yeah and they are the best converted i've seen the light yep they're they're masculine to the max even if you're again not into that in real life that's Mm -hmm. not something I don't need my husband to beat up everyone that looks at me short, but in a book, I'm like, why aren't you beating him up? He just looked at her. Like, what are you doing? But a hockey man would. Yeah. Kind of goes in with everything that like, no matter what it is, you don't know until you dabble. And I feel like that is what is so cool about books is it gives you the easiest, most fun way to dabble. Yes. And on those lines, I love that publishers and well, and to be fair, a lot of romance is not does not get published through traditional publishing. Yes, a lot of it's independent. Yeah, so yeah. much of it, which is so powerful. Yeah. I'm just like, like, yes, this is amazing because they're like, we're just going to do it ourselves. And yeah. they just publish them. And a lot of them are like, what, Kindle only, like e-reader only. Mm-hmm. Um, most romance, only paperback. Only the really, really like big, big ones. blown up mm-hmm. ones ever even make it to hardback. So it is fascinating. But the there's several publishing houses that literally would not survive without romance. Yeah. That is like the genre that props them up and yeah. keeps the money coming for them all the time. Yep. And it isn't until, the, like I said, the last five years that it's really taken off. And I love that they're, for me personally, I love that they're changing the covers so that yeah. it's like you could literally have a display at Barnes & Noble mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they need to put little cards in front of them, you know, like the grocery store yeah. um, because the covers are so scandalous, you know. Yeah. And for people like me who are a little bit more nervous to read it in public oh, i'm over sure. here just like it's just a cute little couple you know in cartoon drawing right here don't worry about it yeah <laughs> as i'm reading something very spicy yeah i always wonder like the psychology that goes behind book covers yeah because there's always those book covers that come out that notoriously everyone's like that's the worst book cover ever and it's not even in romance genre there's like like despised book covers that have like 
the audience hates them and they're like, redo yes. them. Like they ask Lit Joy to redo them because they hate the covers. And um, I always think it's interesting about the romance ones that I'm like, I wonder who was in charge of those like Harlequin romance ones with like the chest, like bare chested Scottish man. Yeah. Like a nipple about to pop yeah. out of a bodice. <laughs> For yeah. sure. And I'm like, who came He's up with that? He's always lubed and oiled up. <laughs> yeah. The hardest nipples like you've ever slip seen inside. on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riding a horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I do feel like the covers kind of, there's a spice scale. And we talked about this a little bit. So yes, break it all down for us. Okay. Yeah, give us like one to five if you have them. Okay. I have, I have a whole list, but I do feel like with the cartoon covers, especially a lot of, they're called closed door romances where they, you know, it's the wedding night and then they start kissing and then the page ends. Those mm -hmm. are called closed door romances. Those are normally a level one on the spice. So a lot of fluffy closed door rom-com books have a cartoon cover so then people are like no this is cute these are yep. this is fluffy i'm not reading smut at the soccer game so then other authors were like those are selling well so i'm going to put a cartoon cover on my filth so people feel <laughs> a little bit more comfortable reading yeah. them and a little bit more conspicuous that you yeah. don't make you're like no they're not He's not bending her over the couch right now, okay? They're holding hands at a park. But everyone else, they're like, oh, it's a fluffy, it's a cartoon cover. There's yeah. nothing bad going on. There is. There is. I but the covers make a big deal. Okay, the spite, I, I, had, I wrote it down. I had to write yeah. it down. Okay. So this is something I also had to figure out when I first started reading romance this year was people were putting these spice emojis right by the yeah. books. And the chili I, peppers. The chili yes. peppers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I had to figure out like, okay, what's the system here? So I understand what I'm getting into because I don't, I don't know what a four spice equates to versus a two. And now I do. Well, and it's hard also because <laughs> yeah. everyone's spice scales are different. That's true. So I was on like a Facebook group and someone was talking about a Court of Thorns and Roses series. And someone said, are they spicy? And someone commented and said, not at all. They're, these are like z oh. zero out of five chili peppers. These are not spicy books. I want to know what their five is. That's what I love. Wow. No, I literally asked. I was like, what is a five out of five for you? Just wondering. I was like, does it end in death? I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> really high. But, yeah. So everyone's spice skills different two yes which is hard because when you're yeah. like i don't want it to end in death right sure i'm gonna stay with the three death then, by orgasm yeah. <laughs> you never know uh, I was you like, know i mean probably I, good way to yeah. go good way to go there, if you can think it there's a book about it i can tell you that okay so i have one chili pepper yeah. like i was just talking about the closed door romances right fade they, to black yes and they mm -hmm. there it's they talk about it it's not Harry Potter, zero. Right. Sex accurate. is never talked about. That That's a zero for me. My level one, I I feel like this is a good example because a lot of people have read and watched it. Breaking Dawn, Twilight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I a level on one. It's, yeah. it's talked about, but we don't get any details. We know that Bella walks out into the ocean and we know what happens, but it's closed door. Yes. So that is level one. I, and I, Sarah Adams is an author and she writes the best fluffy closed door romances and also also Portia McIntosh. Have you guys ever read her books? No. 
know. I think I've heard of her books before. How either of them have not been made into like cute rom-coms, I have no idea. Oh. Well, let's make it happen. Let's just keep, yeah. let's, let's, we'll put yeah. them in the, we'll the, put all this in the show notes too for, yes. for readers yeah. so that you folks, so you all know yeah. like what her, what Devin Spice levels are my, and also book yes. Yeah. And book yeah. recs, which and I think is great. level two, we have, there is sex in these books. Mm-hmm. It is not super detailed. They're not graphic by any means, but they're doing it. And we know they're doing it. So, that like, and by doing it, we mean that like the penetration is described. P in the B. Yeah. Is that, level two. Because I think that that's like where there's the yeah. distinction is like, it actually describes the physical act of sex. Because yeah. I think that mm-hmm. a lot of times sex will be in books and we know they're having sex, but they won't name the body parts. Yes. I feel like that's when you know, like you've, it's yeah. like the body part naming. But with my level two, it's not like extremely detailed. Correct. It will be okay. like half a page. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that that's sense. my level two. Um, a recommendation or like an example is A Court of Thorns and Roses one. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Sarah J. Moss. Her series is everywhere. It's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'll talk so about specifically that book one. Minutes, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, I, everyone's like book two though. But what about Court of Mist and Fury? So I do feel like they get a little spicier. But yeah, a Court of Thorns and Roses is a two for me. Okay. Got it. You I know what they're doing, that. and they're. I mean, he's growling in her ear, but we don't get any like. Overly... Did we get velvet wrap steel in that one? Most likely. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> just count on that. Always. Yeah. Sarah's <laughs> mm-hmm. descriptions. And then Throne of Glass also towards the end. Those are level two. Yes. Out of nowhere. We're like, oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I love me Rowan, so I don't mind. Dorian over here. Oh. I'm a shadow daddy girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So examples of two also, the Akatar, Allie Hazelwood. Yes. Yes. She's a level two for me. You know what they're doing. It's not regular through. Normally towards the end, you get a page or two. That's yeah. a level two. Okay. Bridgerton, also level two. Okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. Summer one, boring, but two for the most part. Okay. Yes, that's true. Then we true. have three. Then we get into more detail. It's happening more regularly. Silver Flames, A Court of Thorns and Roses is a good example. You're getting way more detail. It's happening more often. It's not just the same thing constantly. Oh, yes. You're getting a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, I I mean, oh wait, you mean a quarter mist and fury is a three? Silver no. flames. Silver, oh, flames. silver flames. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. Multiple I even flames. think mist and fury is a two. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, two and a half for me. Okay. Yeah, it kind of falls in between. Yeah, but there's an entire chapter that's just them having sex. Yeah, in that's chapter, chapter fifty five. Yes, but it's not. <laughs> we know the there's, chapter. There's not. We have a bookmark. <laughs> but and I would say two and a. Two and a half, but sure. you know, but it's just not happening regularly. It's not yes. happening throughout the book. I think it's that's not a great the main point. point. Yeah, that's a good point. And it was like a lot of people's intro into romance, honestly, in yes. the fantasy genre. Yeah, that's because we we did a lot with fantasy, you know, Lejoy, and so I think that was like a huge bridge series, yeah. specifically yeah. with Sarah's books, the Akatar series. Um, and I remember I was trying to find reasons to stay up to listen to that book. Yeah. And I was like painting my toenails at like two in the morning, listening to yeah. like Lee yeah. and everything. And I'm like, what is this? This is new catnip, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. Like that is probably closer to a two if I was reading it now. Yeah. Because it's not happening regularly. You're right. You're absolutely you, right. You get fit, like before that's happening. Yeah. So it's a two for me. I'll give a two and a half because like Some there's, there's a little 
It's not super vanilla. There's a little something else going, but it's a two. Okay. A two and a half. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> okay. And then I have other um, authors. Tessa Bailey. Mm. Yes. Hers are three. You're getting into a little more dirty talk. You're getting into a little more than just vanilla. Oh, yeah. And people are reading Tessa Bailey Bailey Mm -hmm. for the romance. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like the romance is driving the plot. Yep. And then Amy Dawes, similar. Megan Mm -hmm. Quinn. Mm -hmm. Some of hers are two or three. But most spicy rom-coms are in the three category. Mm -hmm. So when someone's like, where do I start? I normally say a level two or three. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just five out of five them and scare right. them off, you know, but <laughs> yes. especially when it's a rom-com, yeah. you're getting more like, oh, no, it's fun. It's an easy read. Fantasy can even be hard for people sometimes that aren't like readers to jump mm-hmm. into this world oh, yes. building, but like a nice fluffy rom-com is easy. You're like, you know that they're in yeah. San Diego at a ice hockey rink. Like, it, yes, you don't, they're not <laughs> yes. on a different planet. So literally one step at a time, with, with yeah. maybe even different parts. That's true. She's like, you don't know. Oh, we don't know. Okay. And then we have four. So four, we're getting into heavy detail. Like these are like five plus pages of like filthy detail. (laughs) Slay. We like that. Slay. Um, And then we're getting into kinks. We're getting into a little bit of taboo. It's not vanilla. There's a little more going on. Whether it is even exhibitionism where there's people watching voyeurism where they're mm-hmm. watching and it could be in a fluffy rom-com where they're doing it in a bathroom at a party that is still technically mm-hmm. a kink yes not a heavy loop, but maybe so that four for me is kind of like leading in you're getting not just plain missionary yeah. same so would like you know katie roberts fall into that yes yeah like so, Neon gods yeah, that book's been out for quite some time. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is an exhibitionism kink and a voyeurism kink. Yes. Book one, right? Neon Gods. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because the I'm one like, with Hades. I've read a few. <laughs> the one with Hades and Persephone. Yes. Persephone yeah. And yes. then also level four books, that is where you can get into like the reverse harems, the multiple mm. partners. But for me to transfer over to a five, a five is where you get into it, it is the plot. If you take the spice out, there's not much book left. Yeah. So Katie Robert, that series I talked about, the by Monty J, the Hollow Boys, mm. Emily McIntyre's Never After series. These are kinky, some taboo topics, especially with Katie Robert. She has yes. a touch of taboo. It's like a whole series oh, of yes. kinks. She has a very interesting genres that I've only everything. Read. I haven't done anything outside of Neon Gods yet, mm-hmm. and oh, I think I've been a little nervous. You should be, but in a good way. <laughs> some of the covers, I'm all. I'm going to need well, a minute. Katie, yeah. Katie has, she is one of the authors too that I feel like specializes in like the LGBTQ community where she, there's no, like gender's not an issue. That mm-hmm. um, Species isn't yeah. an issue. No. Like Katie will write anything yes. and consistently it is not just male, female. And people like that. Like you were saying, like male, male books are one of the top selling spicy book genres. And it's not just Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like straight uh, women red, with white. five kids at home. Oh, yeah. Red, white, royal blue. That's such a good like commercial intro. Like intro. Yeah. And it's and then, so beautiful. It's like such a darling story too. Yes. So. But that one is also not very spicy. Yeah. So if you spicy. read that and you're like, oh I want more of that, Katie. 
Katie's She's great. The way to go. Katie's great. Katie. So those are my four. And then, like I said, five is where you're, it's erotica. They're not really even spicy books anymore. You take away that and there's not much plot left. Yeah. That is the plot. The spice is the plot. The plot is the spice. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like a three, four. It's rare that I read a five and I'm like, I want to read this all day long. Yeah. Um, five authors. There is a book called The Red by, I should have wrote this I down. Know. Teach me about five. This is five, new for me. So five is it, that whole book yeah. is. So The Red. The Red. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. Because it's nasty. Oh, right. It's nasty. <laughs> so a lot of people that want to, they just want to open up a book and that is all they want. There are five out of five spice levels. But for the majority of the spice book world, they're mostly at a two, three, four. But she writes erotica. Ah, So there's the difference, too, between erotica, which is five out of five, that is what you're reading, and then just spicy, smutty books. Yes. Okay. That was, I think my question is, is a five literally just erotica? I wasn't sure. So a good example for me of a five out of five that I still really enjoyed is a Salacious Players Club series by Sarah Kate. Okay. The, The series is about a kink club. Mm. So if you take the spice out of that, what is there? But there's also this underlying epic plot. Um, Karina Halley wrote a Ariel Pirates of the Caribbean book. That is a five out of five. She is filthy, but there is this really strong, amazing plot through the bottom. So there are books that are five out of five that aren't just pure erotica, but for the most part, they are. Okay. That's good to know. A lot of them probably do fall in the four category. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. Sometimes they'll teeter where they're, you're just like. I feel like if I was reading a five. Hot dogs at your face. You know? <laughs> I feel like for me, if I was reading a five out of five, I would know it because I'd just I'd be so wildly uncomfortable. Sure. Right? Because it's got to be so out of the norm. Yeah. It's got to just be shocking. It's got to throw everything at you. Shocking is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, sometimes that's fun. I was going to say sometimes it's all right. Yeah. And sometimes when it's just the whole part i'm just like i can't take anymore <laughs> well they're saying that too so. it's a lot they're saying that too yeah there's a lot of that actually in, quoted in the book yeah so. uh, every other page it says that so he's like you want to bet yeah, yeah but i feel like the spice scale circling back to book talk you yeah. can find these book talkers bookstagrammers that only do reverse harem series and they all focus on that and that's all. So for people listening, what's a reverse harem oh, a if reverse, they don't know? Yes. yes. A reverse harem is one woman, multiple men. Mm-hmm. And that is a very common book thing going around. But there's a book talker for really anything yes. you can want. There's a reverse harem book talker, and that's all she rates and reviews. Then there's closed door book talkers, bookstagrammers. And that's all they do is just talk about closed door romances. So if you can navigate what kind of chili pepper, what kind of yeah. spice scale, then you can kind of cater your algorithm to only have books pop up that you're going to like. Yeah. Or if you're like, I just read a bunch of level twos. Give me a five. Then that's something you can like look into. Even like a though, reverse palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. It's going to dive in the deep end. Yes. And sometimes you need that. Do we want to talk about any of the, you know, subgenres within romance? Like you mentioned the Rivers Harem, 
is that considered a uh, is that like a sub- kink, a trope, or like a subgenre? Like, yeah, I would say it's a trope. Okay, okay. okay. So, in in your opinion, what are some of the most common romance tropes? That, like just in general, like, yeah, that you are like seeing. I'm, I know that there's got to be niches for so many, but yeah. like, what are some of the most common in your opinion? Are we talking like like the grumpy one, sunshine, or? grumpy sunshine, one bed trope where you know that they're going to be in forced proximity? So, um, brother's best friend. Like there's so many where you're like, I just want this. And then when people are recommending or reviewing, they can say grumpy sunshine, brother's best friend. Okay. So you kind of have an idea of what you're getting into. Yes. Without knowing anything about the plot, not knowing anything. So that's also a good way to navigate how to find a book that you're going to enjoy. Because there are certain tropes that I'm like, I just don't like that. I don't, I hate friends to lovers. That is just so boring to me. I'm more of an enemies to lovers. So normally if it's like yes. um, grumpy sunshine friends to lovers. I don't want to read that. Yeah. But someone that is their favorite and that is all they look for. That is all they gravitate to. Mm-hmm. But tropes, I mean, enemies to lovers, I feel like is huge. Yeah. And then you get the friends to lovers, best friends to lovers. Um and if you get into more of the kinky stuff or student teacher and then the more taboo topics, um, ex-boyfriend's dad. Okay, I have seen that one. Yeah. No, there's so many. Yeah. There's a lot there's of those. There's so many. I've read a couple and been like, oh, I should have read the like description. I'm just in yeah. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that coming. But without ruining any of the plot, without any spoilers, mm-hmm. you can read a trope and kind of know what you're getting into yeah. and to know what to avoid or like. Oh, no, I want to read that. Well, and I think especially in the world of like sex, there is things that can be really triggering to people. Yes. And so what's so nice is that they've kind of we've in a place of safety. I feel like romance readers in the romance genre have created like this tool for communicating. Yes. So we have like all these subcategories where it's really supportive. Where we're like, here's what you're getting into. Here's how you know. Mm -hmm. And and then you can kind of make decisions. I always say. Like on my page and my book club, everything we always say, we don't yuck someone's yum. Oh, for sure. So no matter what, if it they are in, and then you get into the whole dark romance genre. So if someone, that's all they want to read. They like dark themes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm. We don't yuck someone's yum. Yeah. So especially with the dark themes and dark romances, like we've been saying, it's like a good way to dabble. Because that is not something you're like, hey, honey, when you get home from work, I want you to, I don't, something like pretend to kidnap me and throw me in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll go out for ice cream. (laughs) You know, but when you're reading it, you're like, am I in, maybe. And then it can open up that form of communication. Mm -hmm. It is fascinating to kind of pick up on what things are working for me. And I'm always like psychoanalyzing myself. And then I'm like, yeah. maybe I shouldn't. But, you know, part of no, me is like, just, no, just do it. Part of me, I'm like, why am I liking this? Yeah. You know, and then part of me is like, I don't, I don't, I'm just going to enjoy this. You know, yeah. you don't want to go there. But it, it is so helpful because again, as I've just gotten into it, I've started to see the trope hashtags and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, good to know. Like this one has like SM in it or, you know, this one, uh, there might be a rape scene even, you know, yeah. and I love that they will give you all that information up yeah. front and i've noticed the books will do that too well yes. a lot of them this is a new thing this did not happen in dark romances a long time mm-hmm. ago but the trigger warnings yes yeah so a lot of people have trigger warnings whether it's accidental pregnancy 
which someone else would be like, that's not triggering at all. Or a miscarriage, something that is not triggering to one person can be insanely triggering to the other. So those trigger warnings at the beginning of a book Mm -hmm. are really helpful too, along with the tropes and the tags and to kind of know what you're about to read. Absolutely. Before you get halfway in and you're like traumatized. Yeah. I mean, someone like I have triggers in my life, so it is very important (laughs) to just allow people that space. And I'm, Mm -hmm. it's, it's wonderful that the book communities really latched onto that in general. I feel, you know, across the board, Mm -hmm. um, it's really helpful. And it is nice when you can just hit that hashtag and be like, I have a whole new reading list now because I love me like a, like a grumpy sunshine. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is, and then you get reverse grumpy sunshine where she's grumpy and he's a little golden retriever cute. But when you're into that, it (laughs) makes it so easy to like navigate and know what you're jumping into before you even open the book. And I, if it's okay, I want to circle back to a, something you had just mentioned. You mentioned your book club. Yeah. Um, tell us more about that because you had mentioned it and I think this is absolutely incredible. So go ahead and tell us about it and you know how it got started and all about it. I have a book club called the Cliterature Club. Perfect. Nicknamed Click Club, aka the CC. <laughs> okay. But we every month we do it through an app. There's actually a book club app. And um you donate a dollar minimum. And then each month we put all those together and donate them to um, an organization of the month. So within the last year, we've donated over five thousand dollars to random charities wow. and organizations. Oh, that's amazing. It's really, really cool. And it I'm not in a place financially to donate $500 every month to a random charity. But when 500 people come together and donate a dollar, cool. Or someone really connects with whatever organization we pick that month and they want to donate a little extra because this one really means a lot to me. So it's a cool way to give back while also connecting with people all over the world. We have people from literally all over the world, which is so cool. And making friends. We've had um, book clubbers that we always do a roll call at the beginning to in your like name, location. And I've had book clubbers become friends and like hang out. And a couple of them are going to like a convention, like it's a cool way to connect with like-minded readers. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you don't have to engage at all. You can just sit back. I can give you the recommendations and you can just read them. Or every day you can be like, where's everyone at on this one? Like, are we liking this? I'm kind of hating this part. And so it's like you get this constant family that you can like talk about every day. Like we have some girls that are on there every day, like, okay, this chapter, what in the world? So it's, I feel like it's fun too, because when you have um, like a book club with friends and you guys all get together like once a month, some people aren't able to do that or they don't have a circle that they're able to do that. So having it online too has been nice to connect with people from all over and you can do it on your own time. You can Mm -hmm. give your reviews on this day and then hightail out of the group if you want, you know? So it's, it's flexible and it has been a really cool way to give back, Yeah, which is fun. That's That's incredible. How long have you been running it? It started last year and I, it was really small. I did it through um, a group 
like a DM group and then it started to blow up and there was a hundred people in there. And then it's just, and I was like, we can't do this. Like I cannot Mm -hmm. keep up with all the DMs. So I found this book club app and it's kind of formatted like Facebook where you can write a message and then people can comment on the message. So it keeps it easy to navigate. Um, but it, yeah, it started slow where people were just like, I like, what are you reading? Like, I want to read it too. And there was multiple. And I'm like, well, I want to read it with you guys. So let's all pick a book and read them together. And when I'm picking the books, we do um, two published books. And then I'm a big fan fiction girl. So then I normally do one fan fiction in the group. So if one of the books has trigger warnings and you're like, I'm not reading that. If I do one dark, I normally do one really fluffy. Or if we have a fantasy and then I'll do a hockey. Like I try to make mm-hmm. it so everyone yes. can get in the group and they're going to like at least one out of the three. That's amazing. Hopefully how, all three. But. I'm yeah. like, how do people find it? How do people find your your book club? Just it through. Open? Yes, it's open to everyone. Um, it's I just do it through Instagram. It's just easier for me yeah. if I have updates or anything because my circle is on Instagram. So we'll put your Instagram in the show notes as well. Yeah. But um, say your handle out loud. So. At Devin Ryan, D-E-V-I-N-R-Y-A-N-N. My mom thought that was cute. So there's two A's. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. You know. I'm A-L-I-X. So I okay. Like, I yeah. get it. My mom wanted a boy, I guess. So Devin Ryan. So and she's like, but up with the Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> then I named my daughters Scotty and Blake. So obviously oh, it's cute. just like a cycle we're That's going darling. With. But um, Instagram. I just do everything through there. If I have updates. And then... Um, for the donations, they just send me like the screenshot of, and I don't even care if it's the organization that I picked. If you donate food to a food bank, you can like send me a selfie with like a can and I'll get you the link. Like I'm not weird about yeah. the don- I just want to give back. If you donated um, time to your kid's classroom, mm-hmm. I'll give you the link. Like I'm not weird about that. I just want oh, good humans great. in there, really. That's incredible. Yeah. What are some of the... Um- foundations you've donated to like what's um, a couple that come we to mind? have done the loveland foundation i try to do them to the month if it's so um pride month in june i donate it to glsen mm-hmm. it is a organization that donates money um to the lgbtq community and kids in school mm-hmm. and we've done um negative lunch balances we've done mm-hmm. like foster care we did halloween costumes to a foster care building we just kind of do a little theme for the month i love last october was the foster care halloween costumes this one this month october is breast cancer awareness month so we're donating the money to breasties i don't know if you guys have ever heard it's like the coolest foundation ever but yeah i do them kind of like themed to if there's a month you know like a theme to the month that's so cool. An awareness month. Because I think that people who get into romance and love it, they're going to read anyways. And so it's so nice to have this community yeah. for them and that they can give back. Yeah. That's, I mean, and it's brilliant. And to have easy conversations too. Like, yeah. um, or I really want this kink or trope. And then people are like, oh, have you read this one? And yeah. so it just opens up this like easy communication. And especially with people with social anxiety. Oh, yeah. That is a really easy way to make like-minded friends and be able to talk about things that they would maybe be nervous to talk about in general because they're behind a screen. Well, and also because it's international, there's also yeah. a lot of communities where people yeah. can't talk about that. Yes. Outside of online. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that that's incredible. Yeah. And then when I've had girls in their 
every month for the last year. And they've also made really fun connections with other people like, oh, I'm talking to my friend in Australia. Cool. It's just a fun way to meet people. That's incredible. It's been good. It's fun. You're doing such good work in empowering people, empowering women. I try. Yeah. You're doing it. I try. I try my hardest. <laughs> I just feel in being open to talk about things. I'll be like, oh, you like that. Let's talk about it. And I just have like, yeah. I don't have shame just in general. So <laughs> I think that's a good place to be. Yeah. It's sometimes it's a it's lot. Sometimes it's a lot for people around me, but it's okay. No, but that's their thing. I would rather not be censored myself. Yeah. I'm like, if it, I feel like if anyone has a problem with that, it's. And then problem. They're jealous. Problem. They're yeah. jealous because I think that's how we all wish we could be, right? Yeah. That we could just be. It's almost like what you were when you were a little kid. Yeah. And you just talked about the things you loved. Yeah. Without any. When kind growing of up the way I did too, that's that's how I was raised. And so hearing people be like, "Oh no, I had an anxiety attack on my wedding night." Oh yeah. What? You know. So having these like open conversations to, oh, okay, why did that happen, or yeah. why do you feel shame about that, and having just this safe open no space. it's it's very cool and we both have girls and i think that like we're definitely trying to raise our our daughters without shame yeah and always giving themselves permission yeah. to be themselves mm-hmm. and so it's very healing for the women who are in your literature club yeah. and it's <laughs> it's such a funny name people are like the, the, clitor- the click club like the clit clot, ASMR. Click, 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 click. But it's not. But it's a. It's a way to also like learn about how do we talk to our daughters about that. How do For we sure empower them? Yeah, to just like to read what they want or yeah. to say the things that they're thinking yeah. to remove these barriers that yeah. seem to just go up left and right as they're growing up and then you're married and you want to have that open form of communication with your spouse but sometimes that's hard and scary so if you're like hey i read this book and he xyz how do you feel about that you know and they'll be like i mean you can try i i don't want to know personally i was just i read in a book what do you think you know to have that like to blame everything on the book to have that like scapegoat is also nice if it's scary to talk about right and like the stakes the book doesn't have any stakes totally like so it can be this kind of like conduit yeah yeah and you can blame it on the book but for sure always blame it on the book always and it doesn't care (laughs) yeah it doesn't care books are just your best friend yeah yes (laughs) and they're changing lives i get messages once a week from someone saying like this one literally like changed me as a person like this opened up da 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 and now me and my husband blah 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 like i get messages at least once a week saying like spicy books change their lives oh wow and that's now that cool. sounds crazy but it doesn't especially mm-hmm. living when I think in a conservative it. place yeah they're like i didn't know that i had or i needed this yeah now i do and now i'm doing things I'm, all, I, I'm sure i would fall in that category yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like it all is very makes a lot of sense to me as to why and my story, but we don't even get into that. It's just, I can absolutely see how one book that speaks something, opens it up, yes. sparks it for you, yeah. does something for you and your spouse in the bedroom yeah. or your, whoever you're with or something and other, I, that can absolutely be life-changing, yeah. you know, especially if it's been something that has been an issue for years and years. And all yeah. of a sudden yeah. this one thing just clicks and all of a sudden you're like, okay, this worked. Yeah. yeah you know, yes. like, this is so well, great. that ties back into your mental, emotional yeah. state, having everything to do with the physical side. Well, it's important. 
Devin, I feel like we have so many things. Like, I have so many more topics I want to talk to you about. We have so many. (laughs) So I was like, we'll probably have you back on if you would be uh, into that. Uh, Because I have so many things I want to keep talking about. But uh, I know. I want to dive more into genre. I know. Get into it. This is like a great overview. about the romance genre yeah. in general. I loved your spice meter. Yes. Um, being able to just talk about shame around it. Yeah. We've had some really great topics come up and um, I absolutely would love to have you on and talk yeah. more in depth about certain ones. Yeah, and well, we're all besties. So let's do it. Just, like, in real life too. Yeah. Yes. I know. I feel like if one of you listeners out there, just even one yeah. feels like more empowered to pick up a book and or to learn more about even a little bit stuff. more comfortable. Yeah. 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 Then it's, it's worth having another conversation Agreed. for sure. Agreed. We're changing lives with these <laughs> smut pages. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm like, thank you, listeners. Yeah. Thank you, readers. Thank and you, Devin. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, being... guys. This was so fun. You're a delight. All right, reader. Thank you for listening to the Lit Joy podcast. Make sure to rate and review us. And like a good book, don't forget to recommend us to your friends.